Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I suppose what caught my eye specifically here, Josh, was the innovation around how we can gather data and the sorts of outputs we get, you know, because even while the census itself was done by people on the ground, you know, there would be assumptions made about whether property was usable or vacant or derelict. And I think that this using DSB um, information with regards to there is a live a meter in the building and there is a below a certain usage per day uh which is an assumption then that that, that it's not uh it's not being uh, lived in uh i think gives us some very stark figures um and and as you say no surprises i mean i, I live i live in west clare you know there isn't a, a a main road a side road or a bog road that you drive down that doesn't have um vacant houses no of course you know are they habitable at the minute probably not but to me it's the identification of them and then an understanding that we need to move on and make these bring these into the place where where people can either rent them long term or buy them and do them up and of course there's plenty of grants out there at the minute with regards to that. Yeah, are they sufficient, do you think? Like, do you think we have the tools in place that have been laid down by government with some of those schemes? You know, one of the biggest challenges, and, I, and I've seen this from my own, I know you know, a lot of conversations with various people around here. We would see a lot of these and, and you know, we drive by them and they're, you know, they're but they're, they're farm buildings. They're old farmhouses. So the family farm, this is the old farmhouse that maybe was moved out of in the 1980s or... 70s or 80s into a more modern building and indeed we've, we've probably moved on to a, a more a, a more modern construction again in the last 20 years um, but I don't know that it's realistic to expect that these to come out onto the market I think the opportunity here is for the owners of those properties for their children to use them uh, so you know bringing family members in because the the terms of those those grants the derelict and vacant property grants are quite specific with regards to permanent occupancy um things and and i guess you know uh, one of the questions i have asked previously is how do we police that and actually having seen the esb uh the data from the esb will actually now we know how you could police it um so it does bring some very interesting um uh, i suppose uh, opportunities and enforcement mechanisms maybe to the table. Uh, now, uh, you know, I, I've no doubt that there's data protection issues around how this could be used at to an individual level. But, you know, we, we do have to say if there's going to be state money invested in a property and it's going to be used, and that is predicated on, 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 on it being used permanently, hmm. well, then we have to be able to show that that is the case. Um on the other side of it, I do think that we need to look more and, and I have a notice of motion coming up at the next council uh, meeting with regards to that about doing, uh, looking into some of our towns and village, towns and villages. So I, I just take Kilosh for instance, yeah. uh, while we might have a lot of proper of commercial use downstairs, it's what's happening above stairs. Is the, is the, 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 the old residence still in use? And if it isn't, is it being, you know, is it do upable and then rent outable? So, you know, it is, again, to assess where the opportunity lies with regards to taking the value out of these government grants yeah. um, and returning vacant properties into everyday use. 